Hey, what's going on, everybody? Finally making it back today. You're listening to Seggy Station. Just a man that has a nickname, Ozad Say, with no shame. Tuesday, November 9th, 2021. Pressing up halfway through November already. Halfway through the NFL season already. Officially, after a wild Monday night football game last night. An insanely wild Sunday week slate of NFL football. Leaving... Us with many question marks around the league. couple shout-outs to give today in the NFL. A little seggy right, seggy wrong. Plenty to get to into the NFL. Got to touch on a bunch in the NBA. My man Rich Hot Takes Letty coming through. To touch on some NBA, he should be here in about 10 minutes or so. Looking forward to catching up on some NBA with Rich. Also got college hoops back tonight. Hoop season officially in action all across the platforms. Looking forward to catching up on some college hoops as well. Got UConn tipping off tonight. Shout out Dukes with the season tickets. Hopefully potentially catching out a few UConn games this season. Duke says UConn will be filthy, but I think there's going to be a lot of filthy college basketball teams this season. Looking forward to catching up on some college hoops. Got a college football ranking second edition coming out tonight as well. Trying to get a special guest from Alabama, graduate I believe, on the podcast, my brother's girlfriend's sister Haley. Looking forward to trying to do that, getting us some smoke on Bama, college football, college football playoff, all that being shaken up and busted up already. Got a couple of cool, interesting NHL updates, stats. Had a Buster Posey retirement this week. Had Aaron Rodgers obviously causing some controversy with obviously vaccines, protocols. COVID still being a thing in sports. Saw Joel Embiid test positive. He's out for the 76ers. 76ers still trying to figure out what's going on with Ben Simmons, who I saw check in to the 76ers mental health therapist situation he's gotten himself into yesterday. So looking forward to seeing what happens with Ben Simmons, if he makes it on the court, if he's traded. I'm thinking we'll see if he gets traded here soon. I've heard the Celtics coming up. Looking forward to getting a bunch of that action with Rich today. Appreciate all love and support for the podcast, as always. Good to be back. Fired up to talk some sports. Shout out L. Duncan, who gave me a shout out in my Twitter feed. You can always follow along there. I'll get up some posts hopefully soon at Seggy Station. Also got an Instagram post up for the podcast today. You can always check out what we're talking about there at Seggy Station. Always got a live version up of the podcast on my Twitch stream, powered by StreamYard. It's underscore Seggy underscore G. And still got the podcast out on Spotify, Podbean, a few other platforms. Hopefully you get your podcast there. But right now it's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Seggy Straight Talk. Microphone, it's always direct. Time to reflect. Should be a good show today. What a great time to be a sports fan. Lots going on in sports. A lot of good news. A lot of bad news. Should be a good one. Enjoy it. Much was waiting for you. Now I'm ready to go. How are you doing? You have a good weekend? Yeah, what did I do? I didn't really do shit, to be honest. Watched a lot of sports, but yeah, good weekend. How about you? Yeah, it's pretty good. Watched a lot of sports, too. Weather was... Time change definitely had me a little messed up. Obviously, daylight savings happened this week. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I knew this or I probably did or not, but apparently Hawaii and Arizona don't change their uh, clocks back, which I was like, damn, I kind of want to move to Arizona because this shit messes me up, messes my dog up, uh, 
messes my sports watching up, everything. Because, damn, dude, it's dark at, like, 4.30 right now. They talk about all the, you know, problems with that being, you know, mentally and all that. It's just, like, damn, it is just so depressing. I'm just, like, damn. So I'm trying to have a little more positive outlook here uh, with all these great sports happening, honestly. Wild uh, week nine in the NFL, a lot of good NBA action. College Hoops is back tonight. Shout out UConn, and you got a bunch of good uh, games on the ESPN platforms, highlighted by Duke, Kentucky, which I mind you, it's Coach K's last season at Duke, so this is going to be a really good college basketball season. But uh, I got a lot of smoke for Oklahoma State. A lot of smoke in the NBA for you, and wanted to catch up on the NFL, so a lot of stuff to get in, too. I guess we can start with some uh, NBA action. Uh, I'll start up a bell for this one. Um, I wanted to start with the Boston Celtics real quick, because I haven't talked to you for a minute. Uh, Marcus Smart had some comments about Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I didn't get able to get into you with. Uh, I said to you about three, four days ago, I'm like, damn, the Celtics need to trade for Ben Simmons. And now I'm hearing that the Celtics are interested in potentially trading for Ben Simmons. I also had Ben Simmons going to the Cavs as I talked about Ben Simmons needed to leave Philadelphia. And I got to shout out the Cavs for a second, who I had last in my preseason standings that I made with you. My God, I've been almost winning a lot of parlays because of the Cleveland Cavaliers. They just lost Collins section to a torn meniscus, by the way. We'll have to touch on them here at some point. But getting back to the Celtics, I do think they need to make a trade. I think Ben Simmons would be a good trade. I think the Celtics are in serious trouble if they just want to go forward with this team. And I mainly think so because of Marcus Smart's comments. And I thought it was really funny that two weeks before he made these comments, or a week before he made these comments, we're on here talking like we always do, two dudes talking sports, having a good time. Blowing off an hour or so. And I said, and you said to me, and you're like, damn, dude, he's not passing. He's not making his shots. I'm talking about their defense a little bit, which is really bad right now. And to be quite honest, I don't think Marcus Smart had had a, a negative point. Like, I know Dukes is, like, freaking out, but I'm like, yeah, this is. Oh, he was right. He yeah, was I mean, right. it's right. I mean, he probably shouldn't be saying it, but uh, right. I think a lot of things busted up a little bit for the, the Celtics right now. Um, a team that I thought was going to be. Uh, lower in the rankings, um, you didn't, and I just wanted to touch on them and what's been going on. And if you think uh, Ben Simmons would be even a good, good spot for him to land if if they decide to trade, and I heard Jalen Brown would be a part of the trade. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not so sure I'd do that, uh, but I guess in a sense I do think going forward as I don't know if it's Jalen Brown I would get rid of. Maybe it's Jason Tatum. I think one of those guys has to go. I think it's maybe that same situation that's happened with the 76ers between Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, which, by the way, Joel Embiid has COVID right now. Sixers, I think, won six straight games. Seth Curry lighting it up. And, by the way, Steph Curry with a 50-burger last night. First player to get 50. Was that you that said it was going to be Steph Curry, or was that me? I can't remember if I took Damian Lillard. I'm going to have to go back and check the tapes. I asked you that question, first 50-pointer. What was Steph Curry last night? 9-19 from three, 14-28 from the field, 50 points. 10 assists, by the way. Oldest player to do that, passing Will Chamberlain, 33, 240 days old. A lot of stuff to get into, though. Uh, I, I guess respond to some of that. It was either Harden, Beal, or Curry. And you said, would you take them or take the field? And my answer was like, well, I'll take the field over one person for sure. Don't worry, I'll go one back us, and check One of us said Steph. It was either Steph was the original person or Steph was the person. I'm pretty that sure I one of us said Steph, yeah. He got uh, it last night. But yeah, the Ben's. Uh, so a few things here. Um, Celtics haven't looked good. Ben Simmons thing, I don't even care about because, like, 
yeah, he'd be a good piece for the Celtics, but not in replace of Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. Like, I don't think they're, they've are they been playing well together. Marcus Smart was right with everything he said on people not passing enough. But the other thing is like, all right, Marcus, you're shooting like 30% on the year. Like, what do you want Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to kick you the ball more? And you're like the next best guy. Like, they're not kicking it to Grant Williams and everything and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, yeah, he has a point, but it's more like I heard a few people say this, and I agree with it. It's like the message is right. The messenger is wrong. Like, Marcus Smart's like that dude in the locker room, but like, at some point, like, it's what we've seen with the Clippers. Like, you're looking at your two best guys, and you're like, hey, it's great that Pat Beverly's like, an energy guy, but um, Paul George, quiet. You want to, like, be a part of the team here, maybe pump someone up instead of just being like, oh, tough loss, we'll get him next game. Like, you need, like, some of your stars to have that, like, let's fucking go. And, like, it seems like Jason Tate and Jalen Brown don't. So, like, I think that's their biggest problem, but, like, yeah, I, just, I yeah. disagree in that. I Keep do going. think they can... I don't think we're at the point where you need to trade one. Because to me, it's not like Ben Simmons, uh, Joel Embiid, where, like, you look at them together and you're like, look, obviously the ball needs to be in Joel Embiid's hands and Jalen and Ben Simmons can't do anything when the ball's not in his hands on offense. I think Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum could play fine off each other. They just need to, one, be a little bit more okay with passing, and two, like, fully agree with what I said you agreed with on the last pod. Like, they, they need a playmaking point guard, like – Whoever it is, they need someone at point whose number one goal is distributing the ball. And when they give him the ball, they know they're getting it back. And they know, and they're not like, oh, Kemba's going to huck it up. Kyrie's yeah, going to yeah. huck it up. I say, huck it up. Dennis Schroeder's going to huck it up. They've always had me first point guards. That it, team needs a pass first point It'd guard. be interesting to see if they could get a Ben Simmons by keeping both of those two, to There's your no point. Way. I know what they couldn't, you, but uh, I think down? it... No, there's no way, but I think that would make, that's an interesting point to your point. I don't think it's a Ben Simmons type, but uh, you make a good point. I mean, who are they going to get then? And who are you going to be able to ship out if you don't ship out one of those two? Uh, I, I originally, when I brought Marcus up... Smart. I think it's time to trade Marcus Smart, and I like Marcus Smart, but like he's, you're not, no one's going to want Al Horford. He's been playing great, but like he's more valuable to them than he is to anyone else. I don't think they want to get rid of Robert Williams, but it's basically but, Marcus Smart and Robert Williams. Trade Marcus Smart, you're going to finish 10th in the East, bro. Uh... Just let, just hear me out on this. When we we originally touched on Ben Simmons, who reportedly now is getting his mental help from the Sixers, he wasn't getting it from the Sixers, well, getting it on his own, <laughs> getting fined three sixty a game. Yeah, I mean, whatever. He'll figure it out. Hopefully, probably not. At this point, he's got to get traded. I'm I'm assuming, and they're still trying to find a partner. That for a while. Let me just say something. Would he not be a good fit with the Cleveland Cavs and what they're doing after they just lost Colin Sexton to a torn meniscus? Cleveland Cavaliers, I think they're seventh in the NBA power rankings right now. I don't know what their exact record is. They've been winning a lot of games. I was talking about it before you got here. I was waiting on you. I've been betting a ton on them, uh, uh, winning a uh, good amount on the on the Cavs, making bets on them. I'm like, damn, Ben Simmons here with what Evan Mobley's doing? A lot of these young players, shout out to J.B. Pickerstaff, uh, Darius Garland, who you talked about as a breakout player here. Um, I just saw, and I don't know if you muted or not, but I saw, yeah, Ricky Rubio had 37 points the other night. The Knicks. 89, the Knicks. 8, eight of nine, 9 from three, 10 assists. And let me just say, let me just say, it was 8 of 8. His miss was a 30 seconds left, just wild like heat check. Like, he was 8 of You eight. got cooked by Ricky Rubio. The Cavs are legit. They're winning good games. Evan Mobley right now, and I think it's with, between Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes, our Rookie of the Year candidates, yeah, sure. uh, early startup. Evan Mobley's been incredible, dude. Picked him up on my fantasy team, and he's wi- he's contributing right away to a Cavs team that's winning games a lot quicker. I had to give them a shout-out, but I think they could use Ben Simmons. I think Ca- 
Especially now with uh, Sexton going to be down for no timetable return, torn meniscus. I mean, you got to assume that's a month. A lot of injuries well, to touch up on. Uh, let me try and find. Go ahead, you could talk, but let me try and find this. Uh, yeah, Evan Mobley because he was one of the main guys, despite them playing well, that everyone thinks is going to get traded. Sexton, and now it's going to be way tougher to trade him yeah. because they've already said they leading don't the wanna, team. They didn't. They didn't extend him. Yeah. They clearly don't want to like give him the big contract that he wants, so they're looking for a trade for him because yeah. you don't want to just lose him for nothing. You're Sexton not would have been a good him. trade partner, I think, for Ben Simmons, dude, leading the team sixteen well, points per game. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, that's, you know, I think this was a fit, and Evan, like I said, uh, he's down for now a minute, but Evan Mobley through ten games, he has one hundred thirty-eight points, seventy-nine rebounds, twenty-three assists, ten blocks, and fourteen or ten steals and fourteen blocks. Only three players in NBA history have recorded those stats. It's Lamar Odom, Michael Thompson, and Bill Walton. Yeah, I mean, Evan Mobley's balling. I don't always love player comparisons because it makes people get over a little overhyped. Because obviously we're going to compare him to like some of the better guys. But like it, to me, when I'm watching Evan Mobley, like yes, it's not hit at his prime, but like he reminds me of Kevin Garnett more than anyone watching him right now. Like yeah, he's not fucking Kevin Garnett. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. But like his play style and how he plays, like brings it on both ends. Like he's. He's going to be good. People he's are, like, way too low on him because of, like, recent big guys in drafts that have just been yeah. like, meh. He's going to be really good. Evan but Mobley is For elite. the Cavs, I would – I think the Sexton trade's interesting. I just think if you're the Sixers, that would have to be a three-team trade or you'd be having to get some serious pieces back from the Cavs because, like, you're not – I like Colin Sexton, but, like, he's not the answer, yeah. I don't think. For Yo, that. you got – I don't let think me show you much better than Maxie and Milton. First off, you have Paul George and Jared Allen named players of the week. Jared Allen is balling for them, by the way, too. I I, I go back to the Cavs this offseason. I'm like, what are they doing bringing in all these big men? Larry Marketing, Jared Allen, signing them to a big contract, drafted Evan Mobley. They're incredible. They're incredible in the front court. And they got Seti Osman out there cooking them up. Ricky Rubio and a Darius Garland in a backcourt. Yo, the Cavs are legit, dog. But... Paul George, he's balling too. You're going to throw Paul George in when you're talking Clippers back when the Celtics. Paul George is absolutely balling out right now. And leave, the only reason the Clippers have a shot to be in the playoff standings, obviously, until they get Kawhi. You got to give some love here to Paul George, who I saw is literally like Paul first George's. in points per game and literally like one of the best defenders, obviously, right now. And I, I am going to shout out, shout out quick Scotty Barnes, who is 16.6 points per game, which is first amongst rookies. 8.7 rebounds, first amongst rookies, 2.4 assists per game, and he's doing it on 52.4. Also leads all rookies in PER. So obviously he's going to have a case for uh, Rookie of the Year as well, who's got the uh, Raptors looking pretty formidable. Um, really elite and everything. So I was down on the Raptors. Got to give them Cavs and Raptors, man. I was, ra- I was wrong about them in the East. Checking it up on the power rankings. Yeah, Cavs are 7th right now. You got Heat, Warriors, ESPN, uh, NBA.com's power rankings. Heat, Warriors, Nets, Sixers, Jazz, Wizards, Cavs, Knicks, Bulls, Suns. I mean, I don't know if I'll... I maybe mix the order a little bit. Uh, Warriors 9-1 right now. Steph Curry, clear MVP. Uh, You know, I love the Heat and what they're doing. and, And they had... I think it was the first time in franchise history four guys go over 22 points. Tyler Hero... I saw Keith Morris and Joker get into it last night, uh, which was a little wild. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. Like, There's a few teams that I think are shocking us right now. If you're looking around the league, you're looking around the standings, uh, particularly the Lakers. 
obviously, if you're going to say on my stance, and then even though they get a win last night in overtime, which I don't even know if they should have won the game last night. Lakers are terrible. Lakers aren't winning shit. Lakers are nowhere near the favorite. I am so off the Lakers. I doubled down on my Lakers to miss the playoffs bet on FanDuel. Oh, Um, my God. That's ridiculous. Bro, Carmelo Anthony looks like their best player half of the night, so it's a terrible sign. That's a literally terrible sign. And all right, yeah, well, let's get into this a little bit because I'm, I'm sick of hearing all this smoke about the Lakers. And let me just bring some smoke right back at you for a second because I remember now what going back a couple months. Well, here's the thing. Russ ain't looking good. I got nothing to defend there even though he's still out on the court. He's not looking great. Uh, I don't know what's going on right now. It's, it's just tough for me to watch, but – what this came down to is what you kind of talked about multiple times here on the pod was health of the team. And we just got to be quite frank here. I saw LeBron was going to be down a week. Now it's potentially four weeks. I mean, this is, this is, I think Russ is not looking like he should because LeBron ain't there. Like, I don't think Russell Westbrook went to the the Lakers. No, stop. It's the opposite. No, let me just say something for a second because all this smoke coming in on Russell Westbrook, it's like, bro, you don't think he went to the Lakers knowing that he was about to play uh, alongside LeBron James, Anthony Davis. I mean, yeah, maybe they miss a game here, here or there, but missing significant time. Like, bro, Russ wasn't trying to be the normal Russ that everyone's trying to hate on him now for. Now that he's missing some shots, turning the ball over much more, now that he's being asked to do so because LeBron James is out. And the only thing I'm trying to say is LeBron James, 19th year. I talked about this year on the podcast, and everyone didn't want to hear anybody on the podcast, just like they didn't want to hear about Aaron Rodgers. Don't worry, we'll get into that before you go too. Let me just say, LeBron James, now three of his last four years, has had injuries throughout the season. Like, literally missed mad games throughout the season. The one time he didn't was a four-month layoff in which, obviously, they won the championship in the bubble and everyone's smoking on it. Dude's had mad injuries. And this ain't the NBA, I'm sorry, the NFL, where you can be Tom Brady and sit back in a low pocket and if you're getting blitzed, just fall down. He's getting bumped. He's getting hit. He's obviously banging himself up and getting injured. And that's not good for the Lakers. That's not good for the Lakers at all. LeBron James missing any time because everyone's trying to feel like, oh, LeBron James is still that dude. A dude that can just play 82 games. A dude that he's shown able to do that when he's got all this wear and tear on his body. I think I heard it was he's played three seasons of playoff games in his career. Like, this dude has played so many games. That's what I talked about. This dude's going to end at some point, and I'm starting to fear that it's going to be, like, sooner rather than later because he's just getting hurt off the court. Okay. So, yeah. You you want LeBron out there. I just... The thing with this team is, like, we see Anthony Davis going to the locker room or being out all these games. Russell Westbrook not looking like himself. And, like, it's been bad, but, like, I'm still on the train of thought that, like, we've seen it be bad for Russell Westbrook for a few seasons at the start of the season. Like, I think he'll look better soon. Um, I think your defense of him is a little bit, like, sure, yeah, maybe you want to share the ball with LeBron, but that doesn't excuse him for LeBron not being there and him just getting quadruple doubles and turnovers and just, like, missing all his shots for the first half most of the nights. But, like, it, it's just been bad. But, like, my thing with the Lakers is mainly if LeBron's already hurt now, yeah, let's say Russell Westbrook comes around. And, like, even if Russell Westbrook is, like, Houston Rockets or, like, Washington Wizards, Russell Westbrook, like, at the end of the year where he was looking really good, like, sure, I'll give him that. I think he can be that. Um, if Anthony Davis is, like, not going to be out there and be himself – and LeBron's going to be 50-50, and you're asking Melo to score 25 a night for you, they're winning in the games Melo scores 25 or more, and they're having a tough time scoring in the games he doesn't. So, like, that's just not going to be the answer when they get to the playoffs at all. So, 
I don't know. Um, I, I don't see like the recipe to success for them other than LeBron coming back and just like, oh shit, it's bubble LeBron. And like, maybe if he has all this time off and is healthy, but like, I don't think so. Cause like bubble LeBron also had a perfect LeBron team around him. I don't think this is that like, and it's not a knock on Westbrook. It's the reason I thought they should get Lowry. It's the reason I thought they should get buddy healed. Like it helps to have Caruso and KCP and shooters around you rather than like, Russ and like Melo being the best shooter. Melo's been an incredible shooter, but like it's not the answer. The answer's not Melo putting up twenty five a night. It can't be. I Mello guess my point is Mello. maybe people wouldn't be talking so much about Russ the way they are right now, even though he is playing kind of bad. If LeBron James was on the court, and yeah, I get it, injuries happen, but like this is big time. Like he just keeps getting hurt. It's stacking Bro, up, of, and it's of like, of course, I agree with that. Like I let's just like, let's just it, put it on the table it, here. Like I know it's LeBron James, but it's like when is it? To a point where it's like him not being on the court and him kind of getting back and then whatever and Anthony Davis in on lineup. Like, it's so not you, just you Russell Westbrook, more, bro. On, on. You make it more about Russ. Like, it's not just Russ. Russ's look bad, but like, yeah, they'd look better if LeBron was out there for sure. The, every team will look better with LeBron out there. But like, even with Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis, my point is you want things to look a lot better than they've looked right now for having Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. The fact that on half of the nights, Anthony Davis is the number one, or on half of the nights, Melo is the number one, and Russ hasn't been, it's a problem. The fact that there's no third guy who can pick up the scoring load after Russ, Melo, and, like, AD right now is a problem. Like, they're having it be Malik Monk, who in the game Le- LeBron was playing, wasn't even getting minutes the last few games, and now they're having it be him. So, like, they need they don't have depth. They don't have that guy, Taylor Horton Tucker, who they didn't want to include in a Lowry trade because they didn't want to give up Taylor Horton Tucker this is pre-Westbrook and everything, hasn't even touched the court for them. And I, he might be a little bit of a different difference maker, but I can't imagine it'll be that much. So, like, I'm just worried about their depth. Like, my thing is, like, if Russell Westbrook looks the best he's looked in three years, which, like, I'll give him. He could look like Rocket Russell Westbrook that was really good towards the end of the year. But, like, still, then what? Then what? You still have to rely on Melo to score so much. I just don't think they have the depth unless LeBron comes back fully healthy. So I'm, I'm worried about him for sure. Yeah. Of course, but like that's my point. If LeBron is there fully healthy, none of this shit's happening. But that's the main problem here. Healthy. This is the main. Even if he's back fully healthy, I just don't know that they have the depth for it to work. Because again, we, we've gone over this before. It's not a knock on Russ, but if if you want your closing lineup being Russ, AD, and LeBron out there, then you probably want Melo for shooting. And now, no matter who you put on on that Rich. piece, you have a weak defensive Rich. lineup out there. Since his MVP season. Westbrook has taken more tie or go-ahead three-pointers in the final minute of games than any other player, NBA player. His stats on those shots, 8 of 42. That's 19.0%. That's what he's shooting on those shots. Let me just ask you, though, because he gets all this smoke. He ain't taking those shots if LeBron's in the game, dog. Like, he's just not, like, that's, ru- that's like, not even what matters. But it does matter to me, bro, because this is not Russell Westbrook's team and he's getting shit on like it's his team. He went to join LeBron James and now everyone's like, oh man, this ain't working. We got to ship Russ out. Shannon Sharp, all this bullshit. Like, what the fuck, dog? This is LeBron James's team. I'm not talking about Russell Westbrook, dude. I'm talking about the Lakers as a whole, and all your points come back to just Russell Westbrook. I don't, I don't care about that. I'm literally saying I think Russell Westbrook could look better. We can ignore how Russell Westbrook has looked at the start. I'm not even focusing on that. I'm saying, then what? Even if LeBron comes back, Russell Westbrook's healthy. The team doesn't have a good team. Then what? You got Melo balling out right now. You got guys that still haven't played that are like coming off injuries. You're still waiting on Trevor Ariza. You hope you have LeBron out there. 
Melo steps on the court in the playoffs and gets torched on defense. They defense and the playoffs is fucking different. They roll your if you have a big wing who can't defend, they roll their wing onto him and he gets torched. We've seen it over and over again in the playoffs. It's going to be a problem in the playoffs. We've seen it happen to Russell Westbrook in the playoffs. He's going to be out there too. LeBron's not who LeBron was on D anymore. It's going to be a problem. I'm I'm the Lakers. I'm way off the Lakers like championship train right now. And my other thing with like the clutch shooting thing with Westbrook is like. Yeah, fine. Like we, no one thinks Russell Westbrook's is like the guy to be taking jump shots at the end of the game. Like, yeah, he's I not. He's shoot, I don't care that he's shooting nineteen percent on those. What I care about is how he's looked in the clutch time. Is what the last ninety seconds of the game? What about the other forty-six minutes of the game where they're falling behind, like the Thunder, or the the Thunder twice? They fall behind the Rockets and one. They ended up winning the game. Like they've just had some tough games, and they some of them they ended up pulling out, but like. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not feeling good about the Lakers right now. And I think. And I'm, it's not about Russ. I think Russ will look better. Like I think three weeks from now we'll be like, oh, okay. Like Russ is. It's looking a lot better. He's putting up some triple doubles, doing his thing. Like I think Russ will look better. All right. Who you got? Who you guys? The top team right now. You on? You in on the Warriors? You in on the Heat? <sighs> the top team right now, I would have to say, is probably the Heat. Even though the Warriors have the best record. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're beating everyone they're playing. But in their last few games, they played the Rockets, Pelicans, Thunder twice, Kings, Hornets. I don't even see a team that's made the playoffs. They've played the Lakers and the Clippers in their first two games, and those are the only teams they've played that have like made the playoffs. In the you got Tyler Hero in the same combo as Luka and Trey Young. You going to show him a little respect or what? Do I, do I have Tyler Hero in the same column as Luka and Trey Young? No. No? Not, not even close. No respect what? for Tyler Hero? Well, I mean, he's been incredible. He's going to lock up six man of the year as long as he keeps coming off the bench. Like, he doesn't really have much of competition for it. Just it's He's going to get it. He's been... Yeah, he has 157 he, he, he points off the bench this season. Tied most off the bench incredible. by any player like, since 89-90 through seven games. You're always talking smack on him, though. And he said that he's in the same conversation as those guys. You don't have him in that? Yeah, that's what he said. That's why I was asking him. Young are... Finals MVP, MVP type candidates. Tyler Hero is the fourth best player on his team, maybe the third best. So, he said some no. people are sleeping on me. I'm going to wake a lot of people up. I read that to you too. Is he waking been, you up? Is he waking you up a little bit? Yeah, I guess so. He's been incredible, but he's like nine levels away from Luka. If you if you put <laughs> Tyler Hero on the Mavericks right now, do you know what that would look like? Not good. Not, not like it's looking on the heat right now when you're surrounded by the best defensive starting lineup in the league and like a just lineup full of like great facilitating vets lowry jimmy bam out of bio none of them are me shoot first guy he is on a perfect spot and he's looked incredible but he is not a throw me on any team and i'll take this team to the second round of the playoffs yeah i guess i'd agree with you because i'm a big heat guy you know me but i guess i'll use the last 40 seconds to take the other side here i I couldn't believe you're not on the warriors nine and one no number one defense in the nba this dude gary payton the second launching off the floor jordan Poole been incredible Bielitsa, Otto Porter Jr. They haven't had Clay Thompson, who hasn't played a game. I think the stat is like 879 days he hasn't been on the court. We've talked about that, but he's coming back. You got Kaminga, who hasn't been out there. They drafted in Wiseman, their lottery pick from last season. Like, damn, the Warriors are putting something together right now where a lot of people are like, including my man Stephen A., man, this team's going to win the championship. And I'm sitting back like, it's kind of hard to argue when you got Steph Curry dropping 50 points a night. Like, this dude's... This dude's unreal. Like, Steph Curry's unreal. And it's kind of hard to bet against the Warriors when you got them set up the way I think they're going to be come playoff time. 
if, if all these guys incredible. are there. They've been incredible, and I'm, I'm just not trying to, like, overreact to 9-1. I'm not trying to diminish it either, but, like, I'm not going to change everything I thought about this team two weeks ago because they beat the Thunder twice, the Rockets, the Kings. Like, I, they've been incredible. Yeah, you the got the Thunder beating the like, Lakers uh, it, well, two times. On, let me just say, like, I'm interested to see with them. They have not played the Jazz, the Suns, the Bucks, like any of the Heat, like they haven't played a single like, ooh, that's a good team. In the next <coughs> week, in the next week, they do play the Bulls and the Nets, so I'm interested to see how those two go because those are two pretty good teams. I think the Warriors are without a doubt like a top three team in the power rankings, top two probably right now, but like if the playoffs started today, even seeing what I've seen so far, and they were playing Bucks, Heat, Jazz, Suns, I just I wouldn't pick them over those teams personally right now. So I think their start's been incredible. I'm I'm waiting to see a little bit more. All right. Uh I'd be remiss to not bring up this. And I know the Knicks got burned a little bit by your Cavs and Ricky Rubio, but I did see that they it marked their first time in franchise history, the Knicks. They overcame a twenty point deficit to record a double digit victory. Since the NBA began tracking play-by-play and box scores during the 90-97-98 season. Now, this was against the Bucks too. And I know they lost to the Cavs. Uh, I've been watching a lot of the Knicks. been watching a lot of the NBA. Uh, I did need to touch on the Mavericks after this because you were real low on the Mavericks, real low on Jason Kidd. And they're up in the rankings right now, including the Grizz, um, who've got Ja Morant. Um so I wanted to touch on maybe who you think's MVP. I got Steph Curry for sure right now leading, but I think John Morant's in that conversation, and right behind that is Luka Doncic. Uh, you go look at what uh, he's doing for the Mavericks. Um, but just going back to uh, what I was talking about with – I don't even know what I was saying. Uh, MVP? No, I was saying before MVP. Uh, Knicks. Yeah, Knicks. Um, uh, I saw Knicks them loss. drop. I saw them drop a little bit in the power rankings. Obviously, they take a couple of tough losses. But how are you feeling about how the Knicks uh, start out? What first 10, feel, 10 games? I or whatever? still feel good. I mean, it's kind of a weird situation of like they've played all the good teams well and Knicks. lost. Uh, I guess the other thing this year is like there really aren't bad teams the magic are one of them and they lost to the magic and they beat the magic once which is a tough one they lost to the pelicans without brandon ingram and then they lost to the Cavs, getting torched by ricky rubio so it's kind of like head scratcher games when you're looking at the rest of your schedule and you're like so they beat the celtics the sixers the bulls and the bucks but they lost to like three of the worst teams and the raptors in there too so like uh it's they've been Show some love to Cole Anthony, bro. He had the best interview of all time. That dude was balling out. Yeah, Cole Anthony's been really good this year. He's there's magic making the the making the play in. Miles Miles Bridges is probably running away with most improved, but Cole Anthony's up there. Tyler Hero's up there, but no, the Knicks defense has been a little bit worse than last year, which is the only concerning thing, and that's what I was a little concerned about coming into the year. If you're running a backcourt trio of Derrick Rose, Kemba, and quickly, it's just. There's so many good defensive, or excuse me, so many good offensive guards in the league right now. Like you're facing an elite offensive guard every single night. Even when you're playing the Magic, it's like Cole Anthony. Even when you're playing the Raptors, Fred Van Fleet. Even when you're playing the bad teams, you're facing very good offensive guards, and it's just tough. They don't have the guys to throw them like that. They try R.J. Barrett on some of them, and R.J. Barrett's a long, like just as an NBA body, he's gonna. I'm still very high. R.J. Barrett's gonna be good, but like, I don't know. I'm. I'm 
uh, I think the Knicks will still be where we thought to start a year, like a four or five seed kind of in there. I think they're going to win a lot of their a lot of games in the regular season, and it might look a little ugly come the postseason because they'll be overmatched by teams. But Knicks have looked really good so far. I'm fine with that. Um, the what did you say? The power or oh yeah, MVP? I'm going to ask you about the MVP, but I'll reset the timer for this because I did want to touch on with you uh, the Bulls and the Mavs because. I was high on the Bulls. I've been high on the Mavs. Both teams looking pretty good to start out the season. Both teams you were slightly lower on to start out the season. Um, you coming around? You Mavs. coming around any bit on these guys? The Mavs, Bulls, any of that? I mean, the Bulls. Uh, I never really doubt. I said they'd probably be like a four or five seed, something like that. And they're at the three. They're at the three, tied with some teams right now. So like the Bulls. Uh, yeah, a lot of log jam, a lot of log jam in the standings. We got to give it a couple more weeks here. Yeah, there's a lot of good teams. Like there really aren't bad teams. Like the Magic and Pistons are bad teams, and that's it in the East. And the Rockets and Pelicans are bad teams, and the Thunder are pretty bad, but keep beating the Lakers. <laughs> but like there aren't that many bad teams out there, so it, it's interesting right now. But I I think the Bulls are better than I expected, but not too far away from what I expected. Them, it's more about the postseason. If they make it to the second round, I'll just straight up say I was wrong. I know our bet's like the conference finals or whatever, but I'll say I was wrong. Are you get to the second round because I didn't expect that. That's fine. Are you yeah the Mavs? Mavs, I'm still like because you were roasting Jason Kidd, Luka Doncic's game winner versus the Celtics was a third of his career, including playoffs, ties Dirk Nowitzki for the most in Dallas history. And what, he's been playing for five years, this dude, Luka? All three have been three-pointers. one thing I wanted to say before we even hit on it, like, just super quick. The Celtics have turned it around a little bit since that since those Marcus Smart comments, and they Luka just tore their heart out with that shot. But, like, the Celtics had looked a little better the last three games. But on to the Mavericks. Um, yeah, to be honest, I didn't watch their last two where they beat the Pelicans, no Brandon Ingram, and when Luka hit that shot against the Celtics. Their record's good right now. Just in every game I've watched them play, their offense looks so much worse. They said, and part of this could be the free throw stuff. Luka got to the line. Every offensive rating is worse than it was last year because people were getting so many easier points last year. But the Mavericks set the record for the most efficient, highest scoring offense. I think, yeah, it was 100% last year. Last year for like the most... I forget if it was efficiency. I think it was the most efficient offense of all time in the NBA. And this year, they're like 15th in the NBA in offensive efficiency. And you see it watching. It's not just the numbers. Like, every time I watch a Mavericks game, I'm like, what are they doing? And I think part of it is like, here's the one thing I'll give Luke or uh, Jason Kidd the benefit of the doubt on. Every, like, NBA analyst, like myself watching the games, most people watching the games in the past of the Mavericks, going back to, like, the Rick Carlisle Mavericks, you watch the games and you're like, okay, Luka's incredible but they need to find a way to get the ball out of his hands and, like, get him to do some stuff off. Like, get someone else involved. Like, the other team's like, it's the Luka show, and it works half the time, but, like, you just need to get the other guys more involved to be, like, a better overall team. Like, that one, like you can't do hard and ball and win a championship. Basically. Yeah, yep, yep. And this year, they're trying not to do that, which is good. Yep. The problem is they don't, have, they don't have the pieces not to do that. Yeah, so, like, like, Chris Stapps is garbage. The answer is Luka needs the ball in his hands less, but the other part of the answer is, you need someone who it's not a drastic drop off when you put the ball in their hands instead of. Luka. It's been Jalen Brunson off Jaylen the bench. Brunson yeah, <laughs> Jalen Brunson has looked really good. Jalen like, Brunson off the bench, he's baby. Part of the answer, just I don't see how you make a trade to make this team better. I think Jason Kidd is maybe even doing the right thing of like, okay, we can't win just solely giving Luca the ball, but 
it's made the offense look so much worse because Luke is so much more efficient with the ball. So it's like maybe I was a little too hard on him, but I'm still not high on the Mavericks right yeah, now. Yeah, give, like, give them some credit, bro. Give them some credit. All right. I'm uh, a little too hard. I'm just not high on What do you got? Uh, we touched on rookie of the year a little bit. Um, I think we agree it's either right now front runner Scotty Barnes, Evan Mobley. I think we agree six man of the year front runner uh Tyler Hero I think we agree most improved player I would put Miles Bridges you said it um I, I would take Miles Bridges yeah you know so I guess you know, the, the year, last thing the would year, be I'd probably go Mobley over Scotty Barnes but it's so close we're 10 games in like, yeah Mobley's just been so good on both ends yep. Scotty Barnes does too yeah uh so my last one would be just real quick before I switch out of anything in the NBA you have we can get in before you gotta go but uh just if you could rank the MVP in the NBA, you got Steph Curry right now, clear front runner, like I do. Uh, I, you, you. I think it has to be like because when I do the NBA, it's different. Or when I do when I look at MVP, I'm looking at it <clears throat> a little different than like power rankings. Like power rankings, I'm gonna look at a little bit of who you played. I feel like MVP, like I don't know, maybe it's the wrong thing to do, but like he's played the teams he's played. He's looked incredible. They're nine and one, so yeah. like he'll fall if they get worse. But like yeah, right now if we're ranking it, I think he kind of has to be number one. Um, it's tough to do the or like I, I got Ja Morant, Luka Doncic. Ja Morant second to so to Steph Curry right now. Standings and all those teams are tied, and it's so tough to put this guy above of them. Above them, I really want to say, even though he's not going to win it, I really want to say Rudy Gobert number two. To be honest with you, like he's been so good. He's he's going to get like the highest rebound, uh, highest rebounds per game that we've seen in forever. These new rules are like helping the big. big I family. saw the Jazz lose to the Magic. You're shitting on you're sh- you're shitting on the no, Magic. I, all the- I said I want to, and they're also seven and three. They had one one shit game, but like the Magic somehow beat the Knicks and are beating pretty decent. Good. Yeah, Magic making the playoffs, baby. Let's go. I would even despite the records right now, just from like what I've been seeing, I I guess I'd go. John, maybe it's so tough. Like I'm just gonna give you a few guys. I don't know what the order is. It's Steph Curry, and then it's Jimmy Butler, Ja, Rudy Gobert, Luca, and I'd probably put Paul George in there. Devin, it's so Paul hard. George, so let's go. Paul George. Devin Booker's been incredible, even though I don't think he's gonna like actually get it. The 76ers are eight and three, but Embiid's missed some games, so he wouldn't be up there. Yeah, what's good with the Suns though? Because they started off one and three, now they won five straight, and they missed all that. Their owner is like a racist. Like, what's good? Like, I don't understand how this stuff just randomly comes out, but like everything's like kind of cool. He's still like owning the team, obviously. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, oh, the I mean, Suns are gonna fall apart. I'm betting against the Suns. Like, they're gonna. You know they they start off one and three. They got this going on, and all of a sudden now oh, they're they're back looking. Don't do that. Looking great. Last time Chris Paul's been through this once before with Donald Sterling, and the Clippers rallied that year. And like, of course, the Clippers always failed in the playoffs, but that was like maybe their best year ever. Like that was the year. Like they did a documentary about it, and like that was the best Clippers team they ever had. They were so good with Reddick, Crawford, yeah, Matt Barnes, Blake, Jordan, whatever, Chris Paul, but Bledsoe, I think. Um, yeah, so I, I think they'll be fine. I mean, like, th- something will happen with that. Some information will come out. He'll probably have to sell the team. Like, they're, they're just not trying. They don't want it to be the main story. Like, you never want, like, it'll get talked about once everything comes out. But in the meantime, like, I don't see any point in, like, speculating about what was said. Like, you're in the midst of, like, a great NBA season. Like, no, I don't care about Kyrie Irving. I don't care about Ben Simmons. I don't care about the Suns owner. Like, when we figure out the solution, we can talk about it. But there's no point on speculating on that stuff, like, when there's actual, like, good basketball stuff going on, basically. Yeah. 
The Kyrie Irving is an interesting one, too, because obviously that news still continues to kind of float in. I saw they had, like, a new guy elected, and they were going to change the mandate, but nope, they're not going to change the mandate. Then I saw an interesting uh, thing that Kyrie Irving is going to be on the All-Star game ballot, so technically he might be able to play in the All-Star game but not play any games this year. I'm just like... When I'm like, look, I don't know, but like, I saw it, I saw the, I saw the post on it. So like, he'll be able to play in it if he gets voted. Uh, this year's is in Atlanta or no, that was last year's is in Atlanta. I don't know where this year's is, but yeah, I guess caps it's in Cleveland. this year. I guess the, the whole thing with the, uh, the Suns thing, any of these stories that come up, it's like, dude. That's part of the problem, though. Like, if we're, like the it came out, we were, like, talking about it. Like, it was a big deal. And now, like, all right, the Suns are on a five-game win streak. And it's like, all right, what's – like, the NBA is apparently I mean, investigating it's it. Being, like It's being – I promise Yeah, it's being NBA investigated. Not, yeah. No, yeah, I know. No, I just don't see any point in, like, it being on, like, ESPN or talked about. Because it's like, what are we talking about? We have no information. We're just speculating on things. Like, when they're – Yeah. I don't know. Well, like, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. It sounds like something probably happened. If I had to guess, he's probably going to have to sell the team. But at the end of the day, like, unless you're like a Mark Cuban, and even to this extent, it might not matter that much. Like a guy who's like so involved with the players. Like, I promise, Robert Safford does not have a good reputation amongst players and people in the league. He's known as being cheap. The DeAndre Ayton contract didn't help. This hasn't helped. Like, he's. I guarantee you, not, no one on the Suns is going to be like, "Oh, what the fuck, Rob's gone." Like, they'll be like, "I don't give a shit if we got a new owner." Like, James Jones is who I deal with. Monty Williams is who I deal with. Our coach, our GM. Like, I don't fucking give a shit that the r- racist dude who runs the team is gone. So, like, I don't yeah. think it'll matter too much to be honest unless this comes out to be a way bigger thing than it was but i i'd imagine he'll left end up selling the team soon would be my guess yeah i guess the more i don't know it's like i want to touch on the nfl a little bit with you but i guess it it's interesting to me because i think in that report it says this started happening like oh four oh five oh six like a lot of these reports are like from that time which it's like all right like i saw john gruden get clipped for some something happened in what, like 2011, whatever, like, okay, not a good person, but like, to me, I'm more looking at like the, in the stories that everyone's talking about that are happening in the right now, you know, the, the Henry Ruggs, the Calvin Ridley, the Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but so, this, this stuff, this stuff affects the right now, like we said it on the last one, like, if, if we, for Gruden or Robert Sauber, if we were just like, oh man, he did this back in like 2000, so yeah but like that's my point is why so if it we're just gonna if something happens with the suns it should probably happen sooner rather than later and if it's gonna happen it's not really gonna impact the team necessarily but like you think it might i don't know and then it's just like my point is if this stuff comes out why is it that it's like all right we need to investigate it like i don't know it's just weird what are you supposed to do just ignore it no but like if it's if it's clear that there's an issue, then how is the dude like just? It's like I don't know. There's I just. Mean, it's it's I get it. It's middle like, of the season, but it's like, it's, bro, John Gruden was clipped in like two days. Like, well, I mean, because they got they got the actual emails. Like when you, it's I don't know, innocent until proven guilty. Here, like, bro, you they, got seventy people coming forth on also, this dude. Also, this is way different. John Gruden can be fired. Robert Sauver can't be fired. He owns the basketball team. They can't be like, you're done. It's like. I own this. You can't fire me. They can, they can, the NBA can force him to sell, but then they have to like, 
there has to be bidding. Someone has to buy. Like, this will not be, like, the John Gruden thing. This will, like, be quiet for a while because they'll have to figure a lot of things out, and then we'll hear what happens. Like, they can't just get rid of him. He owns the team. Yes, that's my point, though. These things that come up and then this guy that apparently can't get fired is just above all authority. And I don't know. It's just – to me, it's the same thing. It's the same yeah, exact thing. Above all authority, though. Like Adam Silver in the NBA hold authority over him. They could say, like, you can no longer own this team. Well, they're going to have like, to step his, in then. It's his – they are. But, like, they need the information. Like, because this is so much bigger than that. Like, he obviously doesn't want to sell the team because it's a huge revenue generator. Like, he's going to take them – to court i would imagine if they say you have to sell the team being like fuck you no i don't so they're going to wait to say like here's all the information here's why you have to sell the team you can't take us to court you're in the wrong and then he'll probably do it but if you don't have the information he's gonna be like fuck you i'm not selling the team yeah so like it, it could get it could get messy i don't know we don't have all the information yet i just think it's like it could go a bunch of different ways like we have no way to know right now all right, uh, from talking a little bit of wild stuff and then MVP in the NBA, I wanted to touch on uh, and get your thoughts real quick on MVP in the NFL. We're halfway through the NFL season. I saw Tom Brady is favored as the NFL MVP halfway through the season. Couldn't di- disagree here more. Could not disagree here more. Um, I saw Josh Allen is second, Kyler Murray third in terms of what the odds are for these guys to win the NFL MVP. Um, Josh Allen coming off a stinker, obviously, up against Jacksonville. And then Kyler Murray had to miss the game. Cardinals, incredible. Uh, with Kyler Murray out, DeAndre Hopkins out, Chase Edmonds goes out in the first quarter, J.J. Watt obviously done for a while. Um, three offensive linemen, I believe, were out in this game. And Colt McCoy ends up taking the Niners to the woodshed at Niners. So, you know, I'm ranking the teams right now in terms of power rankings. I got uh, Cardinals. Ravens, Titans, Rams, Packers, Bucks, Bills, Chargers. Now, the reason why I'm asking you about the MVP is because I think Lamar Jackson is getting disrespected here. I was about a month back talking about Lamar Jackson. He's currently 13-1 odds to win the MVP. Hammer that, dude. Lamar Jackson, I think, is the MVP right now if we were voting today. Dude, just passed Michael Vick for 12th career 100-yard rushing game. He's outrunning your running back and Dalvin Cook and out throwing and throwing touchdowns. Your quarterback and Kirk Cousins, a top-rated offense in the NFL. He's got three double-digit comeback wins this season, and he's winning in overtime. He's got the best kicker in Justin Tucker, and he's got 16 guys on IR. He's got running backs off the street. He's got no wide receiver core. Finally got Rashad Bateman back. Hollywood Brown looking a little bit better, and we know about Mark Andrews. But he's doing the best with less. And I think Lamar Jackson is unreal with the stats he's putting up. He's on pace for about 5,800 yards. He's on pace to, I saw he's the first player uh, with 2,000. What is the stat here? Yeah, Lamar Jackson, the first player in NFL history with 2,000 passing yards and 600 rushing yards through eight games in a season. He's on pace for 4,694 pass yards and 1,275 rushing yards. The most rush yards in a season with 4,500 passing yards is 444, and that was Deshaun Watson in 2020. This dude, Lamar Jackson, had a unanimous MVP with type of numbers he's putting up right now, and he's putting up better numbers than he is with less. And the Ravens, by the way, after this uh, Thursday night football game up against Miami, are going to be 7-2 and as well. Got the same record as Tom Brady anyways at 6-2 and coming off the bye. I do not understand this shit. I cannot understand this shit because... I get Tom Brady is playing pretty good for being 44, 
But there is no way in hell that he is the MVP of the league right now. That is a fucking joke to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's. I guess it depends. I don't know how they're doing the rankings because I still kind of agree with what I was saying before that <clears throat> if I had to bet, I don't think it's crazy to think Tom Brady is the MVP, but like gets the MVP, but I don't think he's it right now. Like I, again, I I would agree with you. I think it's Lamar and <clears throat> excuse me. I think it's Lamar and Kyler. I think um, top two right now. I think Josh Allen definitely took a step back. Oh yeah, he put up he put up six points against the fucking. Jaguars, you're gonna. Take and he's second. The Lamar Jackson isn't even in the in these discussions on a lot of these. It's insane to me, and all of it is because they think Tom Brady. He's stacking stats, bro. And you're gonna throw shit at Russell Westbrook. You got Tom Brady out here stacking stats and stacking touchdowns in garbage time games, in which, bro, let's just be real. Lamar Jackson has been way more impressive and is way more impressive and does way more for his team. Yeah, but like the the other thing is we have to we have to take into account like Vegas odds do try and predict some stuff. Vegas odds are not well, it depends what you're looking at. If you're going off Vegas odds, that's not them saying this is the ranking right now because Vegas odds are trying to account for stuff like Tom Brady is going for the MVP. He is throwing like twice as much as anyone else. Like Vegas odds are going to have Tom Brady higher because if they put him lower, everyone will bet him and they have a chance at losing money because Tom Brady's going for it. If you're looking at a power ra- or like a MVP rankings list that has Tom Brady first, I definitely disagree with that. I don't think it's crazy for Vegas odds to have him first because it is a safe bet to end up with it at season's end, even though he's not it right now, in my opinion. Yeah, any safe bets for you this past weekend with the games? Browns, Giants, Falcons, Broncos, so, Jaguars, I, you have any of those? Because $100 would have paid out 57800 I did a few different bets, but like, I think I had the bills on some of them, so that fucked me. I'm I'm not picking those anymore. I've been doing a lot of NBA bets lately. Um, I won. I've been doing too big of them since I had some nice hits on DraftKings, but I've been I've been doing well on some. I got fucked on one last night. I had Kevin Durant over four and a half assists against the Bulls. I had four assists in the first half, zero assists in the second half. Just needed one assist, and I bet a. Bet like two hundred dollars on that one, so I was like, "All right, fuck." So I looked. Oh. So I looked at. I looked at the late. I looked at the late games. So I was like, "All right, I'm getting the two hundred dollars back." So I did the. Oh I like I, no! I have, a, I have a bunch in here because it links to my. Rich, family. if you got a gambling problem, call one eight hundred gambler. I'm not putting in any of my own money. These are all from like. It's all <laughs> um, I wouldn't. Put, I would never put in. I got dollars from my credit card to bet on something. I got burned by the Hornets last night. Uh, the Hornets. I had, a, I had an eight-leg parlay that almost hit, and the last one was the Hornets, and it went into overtime against the Lakers, and they fucking that's lost the game. Hello. <laughs> oh, that sucks. And then, yeah, Melo started going off. And then, of course, I bet against the Lakers they win. I bet on them they get blown out by the Thunder. And let me just say, I, I literally... I had the, I had a really tough early slate because I had the G-Men. I had a couple of the upsets, money lines. But I had the Bills like everybody else, and that didn't work out. I had the Broncos. I had all these. I had the afternoon, right? Had the afternoon. Had all these going. Had all, uh, I had the I had the Chiefs money line. I had the Chargers cover 1.5, kick the game-winning field goal over Philly. I had Arizona money line who hummed the Niners, and I had the other game in there. I had like that in two separate parlays hooked up with a – uh, a Falcons money line early, and both of them I had the Rams later. My brother's like, cash out, cash out. I'm like, nah, nah, let him ride. 
fucking ribs blew me, dude. I literally had... I, dude, I literally got blown off by the Rams, too. So it's just like one of those where it's like, it always happens, bro. It's like, I had, I I'm had literally fucking so sick of this shit. It is, I, it's like, how the fuck do the Rams, like, Matt Stafford throws two interceptions in 26 seconds. Like, what? Like, it's just shit like, the Jags literally blew out the Buffalo Bills in a way because Josh Allen had gotten picked, uh, sacked, fumble recovery, and tackled by a Josh Allen on the Buffalo Bills. Like, you can't even... Or on the Jacksonville Jaguars. You can't even make this shit up, dude. Like, I, I, So, my things lately... So I had the bad. Falcons, I had the Falcons money line and a bunch of stuff, too, that hit, but got fucked because of the Bills, so it didn't even matter. So but shitty. My thing lately has been, like, I like to do some parlays, but I've been trying to find, like, one safe bet each night. It's more on, like, the player prop side. I think it's easier to find a good one there. And just like hammer that, like the Durant one, I lost that last night. So I ended up doing for the late game. I was like, all right, I got to find something in here to get this back. Yeah, dude. I last night. Yeah, I tried to do that too. Trust me, I tried to do the same thing to cover my ass for these like random parlays I'm making. I had Drummond plus thirteen five rebounds hit. Kevin Durant plus twenty eight point five points hit. All this other one, whatever it was, something like DeRozan over twenty three point five hit. Lonzo Ball. 4.5 assists, 4 assists. Not good. Lonzo Ball, 4.5 assists. He got 4 fucking assists, or 3 assists oh, or something. What, like, so one thing I, just fucks I've been you. I've doing this a lot. Why I did the $200 once, it lost in that one. But, like, I've just been doing it on one thing. Because, like, the parlays are so much harder to pick 4 things. So, like, I've been doing pretty well. The Durant one lost. You gotta so admit, like, that's pretty solid. I can go le- no. read you my slate last night. I had Grizz Money Nine. I could go all the it way through is, the slate. It is, but I've been having and then I got problems. burned by the Hawks in the in the. I've been, it is, but I've been having the same problems too, where it's like, oh, I did so well, and then this one misses, but it, so like it doesn't matter. It's just because like the odds are never in your favor when you're parlaying that many things. So I've been trying to do like the one big bet on like something I like a lot. So I doubled it down last night. I was like, all right, we're getting the two hundred back. So I did two hundred for. Under Rajon Rondo, 4.5 points. And 200 for under Kent Bazemore, 5.5 points. And both of them won under. So I ended up making it back. But, like, there's a site I use that basically gives you, like, some of the best projected odds for things. And, like, I go through them. I'm like, all right, do I like that? It's free. I'll show it to you if you want. <sighs> You're fucking garbage. You're going – if you can find one – You're betting 200 bucks on Rondo to get under 4.5 and Kent Bazemore to get under 5.5? They both hit. They both suck. That's fucking ridiculous, dude. That's they what do. you're betting on? That's what – well, the, the Are reason, you even I, watching the fucking Lakers game? Yeah, I've watched the whole thing. The main reason I the main reason I did it was because both of them barely score that anyway. They're not even playing. Out. And Wayne Ellington came back, and he was playing, like, 28 minutes the game before. So I was like, all right, Rondo and definitely Bazemore are going to lose minutes. And they each played, like, less than 15 minutes. I'll lock that in 10 times out of 10. Uh, I never would have bet on that if the Durant one had hit. But the Durant one missed, so I was like, all right, fuck that. I need to find something here. Uh, I just got to say, because I know you got to go soon. I can't let this go because I needed to touch on this with you. Yeah. Uh, this Rodgers. Because I hear so many people talking Rodgers now. I know you don't have anything on it. I got a little something for you, though. He says, I realize I'm in the crosshairs of the woke mob culture. <laughs> Cancel culture. He goes, health is not one of, is not a one-size-fit-all for everybody. And for me, it involved a lot of study. What, from Joe Rogan that he was quoted for saying? And then he goes and quotes Martin Luther King. 
who all the stuff he was fighting for and all his quotes, comparing it to him having to wear a mask because he's unvaccinated. Hold on a second. Then he's trying to say that he's allergic to it and all this shit. Well, if that's the case, then you shouldn't have lied and you didn't have to lie if you were allergic. This dude is a fucking scumbag, bro. And I cannot believe he's getting not getting suspended for this. I cannot believe that the NFL is not docking draft picks from the Packers for letting this shit happen. When you're going to go dock draft picks from the Patriots when they're, they're on deflating footballs. I just can't believe it. And you, I'm on, I'm on them for drafting draft picks for that. But this is, dude, no, seriously. This is an issue here. No, no, no. No, dead ass. No, dead ass. Because go listen to that 45-minute Pat McAfee oh, interview in which Aaron Rodgers is losing his partnership with some health organization and probably he's going to lose his par- partnership with State Farm going forward because this dude's a fucking piece of shit. All right, hold on. So totally disagree on the draft picks because, like, there's a bunch of people in the, the league that are unvaccinated. So like, Yeah, but he fucking lied, Rich, and the whole team fucking hovered it up. And the NFL has protocols that you'll forfeit games if this shit happens. Hold on. Andy cost his team a loss. Hold on. I could be wrong on this, but from my understanding, all he was a scumbag. And I agree with everything he said in that interview. He would be in so much better shape if he had just not done that interview. Yeah, exactly. Or apologized in it. Yeah, exactly. Everything he said was like, dude. You just sound dumber. Okay, yep. you sound dumber. Okay, you're making yourself sound worse. Yep. Wow, you got it from Joe Rogan. Okay. So, like, everything he said there made it, like, Lost. worse. Like, by no Rich, means let me him. just say something. Well, no, Go no, ahead. No, 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 hold on. The only thing I'm going to say is, I don't, if from my understanding, the team 100% knows if he's vaccinated or not. So, I get what you're saying there. Like, the Packers knew he wasn't vaccinated. He knew he wasn't the vaccinated. The NFL knew he wasn't vaccinated, and they allowed this shit to happen. The allowed team. shit to happen. Oh my god, bro. All I'm saying is that a bunch of people aren't vaccinated, so like, the NFL allows this to happen for a bunch of people. Yeah, but they didn't fucking lie about it, bro. He making Kyrie look like a saint here. What do you mean he didn't lie? He been, he been not wearing a mask, breaking protocols that he says he... That he that he's been following protocols, but okay. didn't follow this protocol because that rule doesn't make sense to him. He said that on the fucking record. Oh, okay, okay. My this bad, then. this just, dude is a fucking piece of garbage, dude. And everyone, no, and everyone, no. I'm serious because we've been talking about this vaccine for a fucking long time now. And you got Joel Embiid testing positive. You got people still testing positive. This is a global pandemic. It's killed seven million people. 750,000 domestically and this motherfucker is out here doing this shit. I cannot believe that that Pat McAfee show is allowed to air that shit and people are allowed to watch that shit and come across as like, oh, see, look, Aaron Rodgers thinks the way I do. This is the fucking problem, dude. This is what I'm talking about here and I've been on Aaron Rodgers. I've been saying this shit about Aaron Rodgers. Now people are on my side because he didn't want to get a vaccine. The NFL needs to step in here. Just like the NFL needs to step in and fine or suspend Tony Carrenti for bumping into that guy last night out of nowhere and then throwing a flag on some taunting bullshit. We know the taunting is emphasized in the NFL, but the NFL needs to step up. You got Roger Goodell getting paid $128 million over two years. What the fuck is this dude doing besides letting Aaron Rodgers walk all over him? Some bullshit, bro. Packers are pussies. Goodell's a pussy. And Aaron Rodgers is a scumbag, bro. I hate Aaron Rodgers. 
I literally hate Aaron Rodgers, yeah, bro. I thought so. I thought it was more. And I don't, we can end. And everyone talks shit on Kyrie. Kyrie at least yeah, is being yeah, honest. Kyrie is at least out here saying how he feels. You got this dude Rodgers straight lying out of his fucking teeth, and he's yeah. unvaccinated, putting people at risk. That's fucking ridiculous with all this shit we got going on right now, and how long we've been talking about COVID and all this vaccine bullshit. It is so fucked up. It sets such a bad example. A dude like Aaron Rodgers is allowed to do this shit, and people supporting or not supporting it. Everyone, pick a side, right? Nah, it's fucked. It's fucked up. The NFL needs to step in and make an example of what this dude did, which is literally f off the protocols for a serious thing here. Like, are we just not going to say it's serious anymore? Because I still see people getting positive all the time, and people asking for if you're vaccinated or not. So I, I just can't stand this shit, dude. I literally can't stand that. It's just it's messed up at this point. I'm literally just so sick. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree with all that. I thought we were mainly saying from, like, that he lied because of, like, the press conference where he said, like, oh, I'm immunized or whatever. Yeah, which I don't even give a shit about because that's some other bullshit. That. No, dude, I'm talking right, about what... Hold on. <laughs> I need to go in two seconds, so we'll end it there. I don't give a shit about Aaron Rodgers and that stuff. He's clearly a scumbag, whatever. Maybe a bad time to say. If he plays next week, he definitely could win the MVP, but, hey, hopefully he doesn't, I guess. I don't know if he's allowed to play next week or what. I don't know if he's going to get suspended. Oh, yeah, technically he will be allowed to play because they said he ain't getting suspended. They said they're not taking draft picks I away. I, I thought I saw an update saying, like, they were – the uh, NFL was going to, like, look into – I don't know. Maybe I didn't see that. I don't even remember. Yeah, but, like, the more fucked up thing, too, is, like, the, the messages he's sending. Because he's out here saying, oh, yeah. like – like, oh, if I'm if I'm unvaccinated, but everyone's vaccinated in here and wearing a mask, why the fuck do I need to have it? That's what he's saying. I mean, he like, literally he, said he that shit, on, bro. Like I saw the tweets, he hit on every single talking point of like the people that are unvaccinated do of like ninety different things. Like, oh, I did my research. I listened to this. Well, why do I need to do this if you're doing this? Well, it actually doesn't do this. If like, dude, if you just do like the tiniest amount of research, like, you you can find the answers to those questions. You don't need to ask them. Like, the answer to almost every single one is to, like, protect people around you. I saw a funny tweet that was, like, Aaron Rodgers heard the vaccine could help his family, and he said, fuck that, <laughs> because of how he's always been a dick to his family and has a terrible relationship with them. <laughs> yeah, I just see all this. I think it's funny, man, all this Kaepernick shit, all this political agenda shit, and it, it's just... It's just it's another. Re- it's just did stupid. See, did you see um, who, who was it? Was it Jay William? Who was it that j- jumped on Stephen A. on first take? Did you see that? No, nah, I haven't been watching Stephen A. He's oh, a bomb. You should watch. I only saw it because it got posted a bunch of places. Stephen A. had the Cowboys number one in his NFL power rankings. I don't care like, about fuck that. Stephen A. I gotta go. But basically, he said like. <laughs> He came at Stephen A for Stephen A kind of being like, yeah, Rodgers shouldn't have done that. And this, I can't remember if it was Jay Williams, whoever it was, but they jumped on Stephen A. They were like, are you serious? You like called Kyrie all these fucking names and he didn't do half of this shit. And you just gave Aaron Rodgers a pass. On, like he, you should actually watch it. I'll try and find it and send it to you. He destroys Stephen A. I can't, well, I don't know why I can't remember who it was. I don't think it was Jay Williams, but I can't remember who it was. Yeah, dude. A lot of wild shit going on. All right. Thanks for stopping by, bro. I'll catch up with you soon. Of course, man. Peace. All right, peace. Take a quick break. Come on back. Got a Sports Center update. Try and get through some others. Be right back in a Seggy Station. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Seggy Station is brought to you by Callie's Love. A man's best friend is his dog. Shout out to Russ came out to many, but a life-saving pain to me. 
to me, not the remotest true home happiness in the household. Better love and companion of a pet. Especially at a time like this. Get yourself a little pet friend like mine into a local animal shelter, pound or nursery. Save their life and they just might save yours. Now it's time for your Sports Center update. Shout out Victor Hovland, baby. Bursting out of the PGA Tour scene. He wins at the Worldwide Tech Championship at Mayacoba this past weekend. Back to back victories in this event. First player to do so at this venue. Also re- reaching number 10 in the world golf rankings. Talked about Victor Hovland about six months, seven months back. I don't know, I've been doing this for a while. Shout out Victor Hovland bursting on the PGA Tour scene. Something I predicted. Real tragedy here. I saw a person allegedly injected a crowd with drugs at a Travis Scott Astroworlds festival causing crowd surge with at least eight people dead and 300 plus hospitalized. Uh, Not ideal. Doesn't even, I don't even understand what that means. I'd have to do some more research on it, but just glad that uh, I wasn't there. Nobody I know was there. Uh... Aaron Rodgers and Wisconsin-based healthcare organization Purveya Health announced Saturday they end the nine-year partnership one day after his appearance on the Pat McAfee show. Just touched on that a little bit with Rich. Go back and listen to that if you want. I'm not going to get back into that again. Saw the Raiders cornerback Arnett uh, has been cut after death threat video with firearm surfaces. This uh, week after a little over a little less than a week after the Henry Ruggs situation. Um, and obviously the John Gruden situation, tons of off the field issues for the Oakland Raiders who, I guess it's Vegas Raiders, shit, why did I say Oakland? Oh well, they took an L to my Giants, Saber and McKinney, two interceptions, pick six, huge dub for the Giants now in their bye week, even though we should have at least two more victories, I guess it's five and four, we should be now five and three, I don't know why my dad said five and three, it's five and four, but yeah, he's right, we should be five and four. Uh, John Harbaugh says the Big Ten admits to errors in the Michigan State game. Mentioned Joel Embiid 76ers has COVID. Seahawks Russell Wilson okay to play after a finger injury. Originally set for six weeks, just a little under a month. He'll be back for the Seahawks reportedly this week. He's only had one season without double-digit wins, and that was a 9-7 and seven record. Seattle currently sits at 3-5. and five. So it'll be interesting to see if they can get back right. Russell Wilson coming back helps. Where be OBJ be going to be at after getting released on his 29th birthday? We're still waiting to hear if OBJ is claimed on waivers, where he's expected to sign if he becomes a free agent. And I cannot wait to hear where that is. I think the Patriots would be the great spot for him, as much as that hurts me to say it. But we'll wait and see where he winds up. Uh, Raiders would be another good one, too. Saw the Celtics. Jalen Brown has a hamstring. He's now out one to two weeks. And talked about college hoops being back tonight. You got Kansas, Michigan State, and Duke, Kentucky. Classic games on the slate. Second college football playoff rankings reveal will also be tonight as well. Be looking forward to checking in on that so I can bring it to the podcast Thursday. We'll have a special guest, second female on the pod, touching on some college football, Bama, all the above. It should be good. Shout out Buster Posey retirement. Khalil Pimpleton, who I saw, is the only player to have two-plus punt return touchdowns in a season in college football. 
history out of, I think it was, uh, I got it in my Chicago, Illinois, East Chicago, some wild school. Um, shout out Khalil Pimpleton, Buster Posey. He announced his retirement after 12 years with the San Francisco Giants. Buster Posey, three-time World Series champion, former National League MVP, and also uh, oh, he's got a wild resume. I'd have to find it. Oh yeah, he's had his highest batting average, uh, 304 in 2021, leading all catchers after retirement. Uh, he's caught a career 14 postseason shutouts, six more than any other catcher in MLB history. He's one of two players in MLB history to win Rookie of the Year MVP and have three titles. The only other player to do that is Pete Rose. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. He is not. Buster Posey certainly will be. Uh, shout out Buster Posey. Shout out, uh, we found out her name is Tina Tinter and her dog who were wrecked and burned in a Toyota RV4 with Henry Ruggs the third, 156 miles per hour, currently driving alcohol legal limit, twice the legal limit. Um, pretty reckless with what was going on with Henry Ruggs, facing up to 46 years in prison, and uh, after talking about it last week with Dom, just slightly, um, yeah, it's not looking good for Henry Ruggs, Dom. Um, I saw Derek Carr say Ruggs texted him and Renfro the night of the accident asking for some golf tips. Um, Derek Carr obviously having to handle this as the quarterback of the team. He's handled it incredibly well, but just some very interesting reports uh, surfacing, obviously, from that story and continuing to, I think, affect the uh, Vegas Raiders, not Oakland Raiders um, organization. Um, we'll see how they do going forward. Big uh, bounce back game hopefully for them this week they will be playing up against the Chiefs who are now apparently back in action so that's a big divisional matchup um, even though the Chiefs probably would have lost if Aaron Rodgers was there um, so they got lucky and then got lucky against the Giants because um, we jumped off sides so um, yeah I think the Chiefs are a little bit inflated right now with Patrick Mahomes going uh, 20-37-166 and a touchdown and is currently ranked as the 22nd quarterback in fantasy football um yeah i know it's not always about fantasy but it's certainly somewhat about fantasy for some people so give you that stat uh it would have been the first time rogers and mahomes faced uh they were supposed to face back in i think it was 2019 season uh yep week eight of the 2019 season but mahomes was sidelined with a knee injury and rogers obviously missed sunday's game due to covid we got to see jordan love whose parents were sitting in the nosebleeds and or Mom and girlfriend were sitting in the nosebleeds and didn't perform well at all. Uh, the Packers should have won that game. Their defense outperformed uh, what was the result on offense for the Packers. And in that case, if Aaron Rodgers was there, I assume he was worth at least seven points. Um, so this is not a good look for the Chiefs. The Packers and Chiefs do not play each other in the regular season again until 2023. Looking like we're not going to get this matchup, um, which was... It's kind of a shame, unless, obviously, Rodgers goes somewhere else. They match up sooner. Uh, if Rodgers stays with the Packers, obviously, who knows how long Rodgers will be with the Packers. Uh, 2023, that'll be two seasons away. Uh, that'd be tough for me to see happening. So, uh, 
just another interesting small storyline to all these kind of wild things in sports, including every current NFL player to go on the Monday Night Football Peyton Manning. Eli Telecast has lost the following week. Josh Allen becoming the last. Travis Kelsey, Russell Wilson, Gronk, Matt Stafford, Tom Brady, all included in that as well. Did not have a Peyton Eli Monday Night Football telecast last night. Um, so no jinx set up for players this week. But damn, dude, that was, that was definitely a tough beat. Buffalo Bills losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, I guess shout out the Jacksonville Jaguars, Urban Meyer, um, Josh Allen of the defense of the Jacksonville Jaguars for getting that uh, victory. But Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills uh, looked terrible. That was one of the... Going back to, I guess, two it's now two years ago in the playoffs, I guess it was against the Texans, if I remember correctly, where you're thinking, oh, my God, what is this dude doing? Um, a lot of those moments in that game for me. A uh, team that I'm high on in the AFC, a team that I've been high on in the AFC East. Now with the Patriots back lurking at 5-4. and four, And a lot of people saying, well, they're going to be in the considerations for uh, the AFC East, and they're going to be a playoff football team. And I think if they get Odell Beckham Jr., that is certainly a case to make. And it'll be interesting to see where Odell Beckham Jr. signs. Um, but I was not jumping off the board on the Bills because I still think they'll win this division. I still think they'll be in the playoffs and representing the AFC, at least in the AFC Championship game. Um, but Things are going to have to get right for Josh Allen, the quarterback, whose completion percentage is 19th ranked in the NFL at 65.5. He's got 2,236 passing yards, which is currently ranked 8th. He's 21st in yards to pass ratio. He only has 17 passing TDs, which is tied 7th, and his passer rating is middle of the pack in in the NFL at 15th. Um, He's going to have to improve his play because they're asking him to do a lot. When you only run the ball nine times if you're the Buffalo Bills up against the Jacksonville Jaguars and score six points up against the Jacksonville Jaguars who are allowing uh, 29 points per game coming into this game, uh, you think they would have put up a better effort than they did. Um, That was one of the biggest upsets of the week, and so was the Dallas Cowboys getting blown out at home 30-0. They're down to the Denver Broncos. Shout out to who he said he's done on the Broncos. They sold sold Von Miller to the Rams. He didn't even play. And the Dallas Cowboys get blown out. Absolutely shell-shocked by the Denver Broncos, who were down, as I mentioned, up in this game 30-0. to Dak Prescott, at one point, basically heading into the fourth quarter, was, what is he, 6-19 for 79 yards. He ended up with two touchdowns in garbage time, but did throw an interception. I mean, just a terrible game all around, not only from Dak Prescott, but from the rushing attack. Uh, coming into this game ranked fifth in the NFL where the Dallas Cowboys and a lot of people talk about, oh, this is a Super Bowl contender, number one in my power ranks. That is a load of shit to me, bro. Their defense has improved for sure. Of course it's going to improve. It was the worst thing in the NFL history, in franchise history, just last season. Yeah, I get Dan Quinn's turning around a little bit. Trayvon Diggs, he ain't no Revis Island. He got burnt up by Tim Patrick this weekend. Teddy Two Gloves. And... Going forward, yeah, Dallas Cowboys will probably win that division. Giants three games back, Philly game three games back. Washington football team, they ain't even around. Uh, but they're gonna have to. They're gonna lose some games, man. They they're not fighting for the number one seed. They ain't gonna be the best team in the NFC, and they ain't even gonna make a deep run in the playoffs. Because you could just see right now, they're still maybe a year or two away if things stay on course, in my opinion, 
particularly it's going to need to stay on course on the defense side of the ball and continue to improve. But looking at this team, I don't rank them anywhere above the Cardinals, Rams, even Bucks, Packers in the NFC. What are they, fifth best team in the NFC maybe? And a lot of people are, oh, they're Super Bowl contenders in the NFC. They're number one seed in the NFC. They ain't getting any of that. They'll be lucky to beat the Giants. And, yeah, I get they blew the Giants out. We didn't have any of our guys. So, let's just hold up on the Cowboys being unreal. Because they got, obviously, a wake-up call, which a lot of people are saying. Which I've been telling people is going to happen regardless. And I get, oh, stinkers happen in the NFL. No, this is not a stinker. This is a team that doesn't know how to win yet consistently, even though they're on a six-game winning streak. Go look at the teams they beat. Going forward, they're going to have to play some better competition, including playoffs. That's when it's going to come back to bite them. These coaching malfunctions, all these things going on with Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, probably shouldn't even been playing in this game, not looking good uh, health-wise, not only to start the game, but then in the game in garbage time when you probably shouldn't have them out there. Just not good decisions. Not good decisions. And I'm just looking at that all around, surfaced all around, saying, yeah, this, this is not going to work out. This is going to be the same thing that's always happened. And Cowboys fans, I'm glad you got your hopes up. That's fine. Because, yeah, your team's looking pretty good and will make it through the regular season for sure and might win a division that has been rattled by injuries and young quarterbacks and all this stuff for at least five years. Yeah, we get it. And, yeah, the Giants haven't been good for, I don't know, it's been at least five years. We've covered all the stats on it, all the stuff that I talked about on it. But we should be closer than our record says. I think our team is better than a lot of people gives us credit for in that regard. At this point, I'm just trying to beat teams. Like, I don't care if we lose. I just want to try and at least be competitive. And I've just seen us being way more competitive than the Eagles, even though they lose a a close game to the Chargers. The Chargers have been falling a little bit. Um, You know, there's a lot of things you end up, you know, being right about, being wrong about, changing your mind about. It's tough predicting and coming back and having more predictions and trying to predict out more future things and following sports as much as you, much as you do. You got to give myself some credit, though. Out of 136 games covered this to start the pod, 76 and 60 on the season, 8 of 14 this past week. Uh, covered a couple of my tough beats, but had the G-Men, of course. Had Atlanta, talked about it with Rich. Arizona picks up a big win. Uh, Rams were killer. Steelers, first team to 50 Monday Night Football wins. Hasn't lost a Monday Night Football game of the Pittsburgh Steelers since 1996. The only team the Steelers haven't beaten since 2006 were the Chicago Bears, who they took care of last night. Uh, Mike Tomlin, fourth fastest coach to 150 wins in NFL history. And Big Ben drafted number 11 overall in 2004. Justin Fields drafted number 11 overall in 2021. Justin Fields 17-29 last night, 291, a TD and interception, but I think definitely his best game as a pro, even though a week prior he became the third rookie quarterback in NFL history, joining Robert Griffin III and Marcus Mariota as the owner quarterbacks to throw for 100 yards, rush for 100 yards, and have a rushing TD in the football game. Justin Fields looking like he's going to be the real deal. We'll see if Trey Lance gets on the field now that the Niners' season is completely over. Hopefully they does because look forward to seeing Trey Lance, J- Justin Fields, the two I think that are cream of crop in this, even though a lot of people, and I couldn't, I guess, argue, Mac Jones looking the best uh, from the start in terms of rookies, but 
obviously that's because of record and defensive touchdowns and five out of eight or nine games of under 20 points for the defense, uh, 100-yard, 80-yard touchdowns. Uh, I mean, just ridiculous stuff. And, of course, you're going up against the Panthers. And, damn, I was certainly wrong about Sam Darnold. Man, so wrong about Sam Darnold. I think he has one touchdown in, in nine interceptions in career games against uh, the Patriots. It's terrible. Uh, shout out Adrian Peterson. Dom was asking me about Adrian Peterson. Uh, shout out the Tennessee Titans. I obviously would think they're affected by the Derrick Henry uh, injury, obviously, but not affected this past Sunday. They were able to get the win. Adrian Peterson scored his 125th career touchdown. He had, I think, 20 yards rushing on like eight carries. Uh, but he joins 11 other players to score 125 career touchdowns, all of whom are members of the Hall of Fame. I think it's his 16th season coming off the streak, the couch, basically. Uh, you know, I think he'll be formidable. Obviously, ain't going to be no Derrick Henry, but I think the Titans and the only seven-win team in the AFC would be at least a top-three team. Uh, definitely a top team in the AFC if you're going to go rank them right now. Maybe slightly behind the Ravens, who I do have above the Ravens in my power rankings. Uh, Lamar Jackson for MVP, uh, as I talked about with Rich. But yeah, certainly right uh, and wrong about plenty of things this past week. Uh, we'll see how I am going forward. Try and keep track of the picks and try and make some picks Thursday when I come back um but just been a lot of good football games a lot of good stories Cordell Patterson unreal uh was a 75 yard catch to save that game um you just go and look at some of the games and you know since he getting blown out Joe Burrow two interceptions after being the only quarterback through eight weeks of the season to have two touchdowns in every game Brown's absolutely shellacking after they lose an OBJ and now saying OBJ is the reason and all this shit. Uh, you know, Purdue defeats uh, Michigan State, who was ranked number three in the initial college football playoffs that dropped. So Purdue defeats two top five teams in the last month and shakes up the college football playoff already. You got turkeys are 55-20 for a 16-pound turkey in 2021 when last year they were 28-80 uh, for a 16-pound turkey. Uh, gonna have a wild Thanksgiving if you're getting a big turkey, um, with how much turkeys are costing, inflation with food costs and the rich getting richer, uh, global debt is at 281 trillion, gas prices are up 50%, uh, bonds are yielding after, yield nothing after inflation, feds keep printing money apparently, and Apparently stocks might crash soon. I don't know. I think it's just crazy. You know, you look at college football with 763 days, 20 straight losses for Arizona, and they ended the longest losing streak, winning for the first time since October 5th, 2019. They stormed the field. The game was 10-3, but the California Golden Bears had multiple players, including their quarterback, uh, out due to COVID. <laughs> just can't make this shit up. Uh, Purdue now has 17 wins. As I mentioned, they took out Michigan State. I'm looking forward to seeing these college football playoff rankings. I cannot believe Bama was uh, ranked number two. But there's no way you can keep Cincy out of these top four now. Uh, but Purdue now has 17 wins against AP top five opponents. As, un as an unranked team, no other team has more than 11 such wins in the AP era. AP poll era, which began in 
five years before my grandma was born. Shout out my grandma, my grandpa, my mom, all these people that I've lost, that I've been missing, that I've been uh, trying to have a more positive outlook about, even though they're not here. Um, just going forward, trying to get things right for myself, um, job-wise, mentally, um, still doing the podcast. Everything has been tough for me, and I've been trying to grind back to a more uh, consistent level where you know I love myself because you really can't love anybody unless you love yourself. I've always been consistent on that. Um, you know, I try and stay consistent with my sports takes. I try and stay consistent in who I am and, and what I'm doing and what I like to do and what makes me happy. And all that stuff uh, has been making me feel pretty good recently, even though it's been uh, obviously a tough time for me. So that's just a quick update on where I'm at after not being here for a week, after watching all these sports, after checking in on all these sports and really continuing to fight this fight of all this crazy shit that's going on um sports wise obviously society wise and covid wise it's just endless at this point just look back and see um you know all the stuff i had to kind of make up when there was no sports going on and now to kind of see the endless news of sports and games and takes and all that it's tough to keep up with and i enjoy doing it um but it is interesting to see where that kind of has me at and where I, where I've kind of been at um which hasn't really been great obviously so uh yeah it's very very humbling obviously when you're doing a podcast um making takes making yourself vulnerable talking uh life death, all that, um, I just would appreciate all the love that anybody shows to myself in the podcast, uh, had a couple inspiring messages, shout out to L. Duncan, uh, who responded and was going through a tough loss of a suicide of a friend, which I've had happen as well, uh, going back to college, uh, just random stuff that's kind of just been catching up to me personally where I'm like, damn, I'm getting pretty old. I mean, I guess it's not as old as you could get, but I don't know how long I'm going to live. It ain't going to be forever. It's just crazy how much time goes by so quick. Life in general, putting all that to, into perspective and all the things that kind of happen to not only um, yourself personally, but to everybody. And you hear all these stories and see all these stories and you can follow sports and do anything that you want to do. Um, yeah, that's all fine and cool, but at the end of the day, uh, it's these real life things, these real life tragedies, and I saw this post by Elle Duncan, and she's right, I mean, it's, it's true, depression, it's not a funk, you can't just, like, break out of it, it's things you need to kind of get professional help for, and it's easier said than done when you're Ben Simmons, and they're offering for it for, for you, or it's easier said than done when you're making 100000 200000 $500,000 a year. Not the average person has that. The average person, I believe, in this country makes about $45,000 a year, even if that. With all these high turkey prices, high gas prices. I mean, it just seems wild to me how hard it is for a lot of people to make it. And 
No one really wants to show any love. It's just all hate. It's all pushback. No support. Even the dog's crying about it. I know. I'll let you out in a second. I'm almost done. That was good to finally get back in here, catch up on some sports, because I have been here doing so. I've uh, just been following them, uh, taking notes on them, uh, trying to get stuff done, as I mentioned. But it's a cold world out there, man. A lot of what, liars, cheaters, people killing people with drugs and guns and driving 156 miles an hour, drunk, like, Dude, I'm all about, like, trying to drive fast. I see people saying, oh, well, cars should only be 75 miles an hour. It's like, what, dog? Like, no. Like, people can drive their car fast and not be twice over the legal limit. Like, yeah, you're still doing something illegal, but, like, I ain't drunk. Two different things to me, dog. It's just, like, this hypersensitive, the second something happens, everyone's got all these blasts on it, it's like, bro, none of that shit's gonna actually happen, or maybe it does happen one day, maybe one day all cars will just be tapped at 75 miles per hour, yo, and like, what the hell would that be, dog, that'd be no fun, it's just crazy to kind of see where things have gone from when I look back to when I started as an athlete, as a little kid, following sports as a little kid, and looking back at all the things that have kind of happened throughout my life, and now I kind of see where I'm at now, it's just wild to me. So much to put into perspective since I've been doing a podcast, what, a little over a year, maybe two years now. Like, all this time that goes by, uh, this content that I've created, these conversations that I've had with not only anybody that listens, but my friends that have come on. Uh, it's been, and I always say it, it's just been a blessing to be able to make this a reality, which is having a podcast, regardless of how many people I get on it, listening to it following it to me it's all about what it does for me sports all that's been good even though there's some bad even though there's some bad beats and i'll continue the passion and following it bringing it to you here on the seggy station that's all i have for the airwaves today appreciate all listening as always and as always still have no shame what i had to say just a man with a nickname till next time everybody peace and love stay safe out there spread the love we'll see you next time here on the seggy station